poorest churches on the planet are some of the richest churches in God's eyes. Okay? So verse 3, he says, For uh, to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift, and he's talking about finances here, and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. And this they did not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us financially by the will of God. But first they gave themselves. Okay? So missions giving. You should have notes there. Missions giving. God's plan for carrying out the great commission of the Lord is, is in giving is by faith. By faith. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. Amen? Hebrews 11.6. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I was recalling today, my first missions conference was 20 years ago. I was a brand new Christian, a brand new husband. And uh, we were going to missions conference first time. I didn't know what missions conference was. I, I didn't know why we had to have church every night. I thought church was just a Sunday thing, amen. And uh, we went, our speaker that year was Dr. John Hamlin, evangelist John Hamlin, became, been my friend for 20 years. And I remember, Mrs. Wiesner, when we filled out our commitment card, exercising great faith when we signed $5. Now, you say, you were young, you were working, yeah. And I was, my faith was about this big back then. I was brand new to the faith. Now, I, I thought about this morning. I'm glad that my missions card now that I'm getting ready to fill out will have a vastly different amount than it did back then. But I will tell you this, that while it wasn't great faith, it was faith and it was a start. Maybe you don't give to missions at all. Listen, just start somewhere. Amen. Start on $5. My, listen, my children give a dollar a week. They don't know it, but they give a dollar a week. Amen. I kind of feel like Job and how he, he offered burnt offerings for his children lest they had cursed God in their heart. I said, you know what? I want my kids given to missions before they even know. Amen. And then I could say, you've been given to missions before you even know when I get older. Amen. Faith. Someone had, this is a great quote here. Someone has said, every heart without Jesus is a mission field, and every heart with Jesus Christ should be a missionary. That ought to be our heart. That ought to be our heart. In, in, in what we do with gospel tracts, in where we go, what we say, and what we do with our money, our mission's money. Okay, in regards to that. So we have a couple verses there. The Great Commission, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, that's local, okay, all Judea. So maybe we could say Jackson, Jackson County, Samaria, United States, uttermost part of the earth, all over. Amen. And I like that. That's God's plan as we start where we are. Brother Case sings a song, and he'll probably sing it this week. Uh, Lord, send me, hear my, send me. I want to be greatly used of thee across the street or across the sea. 
Here am I, O Lord, send me. Okay? So Matthew 28, verse 18 and 20, Jesus said, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So how can you and I go ye therefore and teach all nations? Of course, through going and giving to the church and missions, okay? Through going and giving to the church and missions. So you should have a blank line, Roman numeral number one. What missions giving is not, okay? That's the, the line there, number one. What missions giving is not? And we have several things here, okay? It is not something for which anyone will come around and collect. I kid you not, I was in a church... And uh, the, the, I was playing in a softball league with another church of a uh, different denomination. And the man told me, Brother Leonard, that he went on vacation. And when he got back from vacation, he got a bill from his church. <laughs> he, he actually received a bill. Said, you've been out for two weeks, and this is what, that is not going to happen. With missions. That is, that, that is not going to happen, okay? <laughs> you will not be billed for any unpaid portion. It is between, this, this card that we have this week, this card is between you and God. You don't have to put your name on it. You don't have to do that. It's between you and God. And let me just read what's on the card right here, okay? By God's grace and with his help, I covenant before God that I will give the amount and irregularity listed for the cause of worldwide missions through Loomis Park Baptist Church for the 2017-2018 missions year. Between you and God. If you want to put your name on it, you can, but you don't have to, okay? Number B, letter B. It is not something that is given after all else is done. We are never to give the leftovers to God. And all God's people said, Faith is to be first and foremost, not afterwards. God has earned, and it should say the right, God has earned the right and instructed us to put him and his work first. We know Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Okay, see, it is not to be taken out of or away from your tithes and offerings which support your local church. The tithe is the Lord's to be brought to the storehouse, the local church. We have Malachi 310 there in 1 Corinthians 16, which we'll look at later, okay? So missions giving is not a substitute for a tithe. It's a supplement, okay? Number two, what missions giving is, okay? What it's not? What it is, amen? It is a willing offering from you to God. It is a willing offering from you to God. If you're, you're there in 2 Corinthians 8, let's look at verse number 8. Okay. Paul says, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, to prove the sincerity of your love. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. And herein I give my advice, for this is expedient for you who have begun before not only to do, he's talking about the missions giving here, that what we call grace giving, he says, but also to be forward a year ago. 
Now, therefore, perform the doing of it. I love that when it comes to giving. Perform the doing of it. Hey, listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's one thing to fill this out. Hmm? That's the easy part. But for 52 weeks, perform the doing of it. Amen. And then he says there uh, in verse 11, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance out of that which ye have. For if there first be a, what kind of mind? Willing. Willing mind. It is accepted according to that a man hath not according to that he hath not. So it's a willingness. A, a willingness is a spirit of bountifulness and liberality. And when we have that willing mind, it's accepted of God. Philippians 4.18 says, But I have all in abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice, acceptable, well-pleasing to God. What is he talking about in Philippians 4? He's talking about the offering that they gave to him. Okay, so uh, it is a willing offering from you. B, it is uh, God showing you or obeying what God, uh, obeying God, what he has, uh, it, what he wants you to give to missions. Okay, obeying God, asking God, saying, Lord, please help me uh, uh, to be able to give by faith, amen, uh, to missions. And we have there Philippians 2.13, which we talked about last week. It is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Uh, how many of you think it's the will of God that people be saved? <laughs> By the way, I can guarantee you that from the scriptures. Because he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So it's not a matter of should I get involved at all in missions. It's a matter of how much should I be involved. How much would you like me to give, Lord? Okay, so that's a, a B, a C. And this is so important. It is a heart matter. What missions is? What missions giving is? It is a heart matter of trusting God and his promises in the matter of sowing and reaping both on earth and in heaven. Probably flip over just a page. You may not even have to. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 6 through 8. It says, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. That's, amen, ladies and gentlemen, that's God's law of harvest in any form. Okay? In any form. But he applies it to giving here. And he says here, every man as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity. Well, the pastor says I have to. Oh, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency and all things may abound to every good work. I want to tell you this 20 years later. I have not suffered one bit for the amount I gave to missions. None. I'm not losing weight because I'm, we'll not go there, amen? Uh, really, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, that missions givers are able to have all grace abound to them. It's not, it's not a drudgery. It's a blessing to cheerfully give to missions. When I see these missionaries come through and I get so blessed and so stirred by them, amen, and I think, 
my goodness, my, my $5 or my $10 or whatever it is has a part in their ministry reaching souls. Oh, I love that. It says abound. The, the word abound is used of a flower going from bud to full bloom. Whew. Sufficiency in the necessities of life. D, it is trusting God enough to be moved to action. That's what real faith is, ladies and gentlemen, and particularly in missions giving. It's trusting God enough. And that, that story there in 1 Kings, we don't have time to, to go there, but you remember the story of the widow at Zarephath that God commanded to feed Elijah. And what did she do? She was making her last meal, and Elijah said, feed me first. And the barrel of the meal and the cruise of oil failed not according to the word of the Lord. I'm going to tell you, missions givers, if you go back there to uh, uh, the, the verse in uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 8, I'm going to tell you something. According to the word of the Lord in your missions giving, you'll abound. God will keep his promises. God's not going to be your debtor. God's not going to say, oh, I made a mistake. I'm going to move you to missions giving. So uh, missions giving, what it is, what it isn't. Number three, what missions giving will do? What missions giving will do? Okay, so important. Several things here. Uh, A, it enables the church to actively fulfill the great commission in reaching the world for Christ. It enables the church. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, that is God's commission to Loomis Park Baptist Church. Not the church, all the church. Listen, our church has a mandate from God to get the gospel to the ends of the earth. Unless we are all willing to go, we must give and send others. Come on, help me, church. Amen. We, listen, I, I went to the Philippines, but I could tell you this. I'm not going to the Philippines. I'm just not going to do it. Okay, and I, I don't mean that I have a, I'm stiff-necked about it. God has me here. Amen. But I've got to get the gospel to the Philippines. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So uh, it, it enables us to fulfill the Great Commission. It encourages a united effort. Let me read that verse there. I've got the verse for you in Philippians. It says, Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything otherwise minded, God shall reveal us unto you. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Hey, listen, there is not a more united time, I believe, than the two particular weeks in, in our church. And I was so encouraged uh, looking at last year's attendance at our missions conference. You know, we were over 100 every night last year. Every night. I hope we are this year. I really do. Uh, bless me. When I looked at the first year we did missions conference, we had attendances of 70 and 65. And I don't think there's a new, more united two weeks here than missions conference and vacation Bible school. And they're both about the same thing. Reaching people for Jesus Christ. Amen. The, 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 the first is uh, faraway places and the second is hands-on right here. Right in front of us, okay? So it encourages united effort. What missions giving will do? See, it produces good stewardship. We are stewards, ladies and gentlemen, over 
our bodies, over our time, over our talents, over our treasures. And uh, 1 Corinthians 4 says, So let, us, let a man account of us as ministers of Christ, as stewards of the mystery of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. You know what your missions card helps you to do? Be faithful. Hey, when we look at our missions budget and we look at missionaries that are coming in and passing through and we, we pray and, and we ask God, we can't do that if you're not faithful. We can, listen, over the last two years, we have increased by 17 missionaries, ladies and gentlemen. We've gone from 27 to 44. That is not possible without faithful stewardship of God's people. And so missions giving... It encourages us. It produces good stewardship. D, it allows us as the local church to partner with missionaries and become co-laborers with Christ in reaching people with the gospel. Let me read that again because it, it's so good. It allows us as a local church to partner with missionaries and become co-laborers with Christ in reaching people with the gospel. 2 Corinthians 5 says, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then all were dead, and that he died for all, that they which live henceforth should not live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them. We, we could say it this way, we put our money where our mouth is, helping missionaries. Amen? E. This is so true. It puts first things first. What's the most important? What's the most important item on this planet? The soul of one person is the it, more than any amount of gold or jewels or anything like that. That's all going to pass away. But it helps us to put first things first. To say, listen, I know my own heart. There have been times in my life where missions wasn't that important to me. I'll tell you what, regular giving, being involved, helps keep that fire burning. Amen. Helps keep that, missions giving does that, amen. Uh, F, it encourages the missionaries. Paul said he was blessed by that gift from the church of Philippi. He was encouraged uh, that, that they were faithful in their giving. So what missions giving will do? Number four. Missions giving is in accord with New Testament Christianity. We read these verses here, okay? It is in accord with New Testament Christianity. That is, ladies and gentlemen, we are to get the gospel out, not just to hide it under a bushel. Amen? We're to get, why? What does the world need? Jesus Christ needs the gospel, amen? And so we as a church... Get the gospel out. So, number four, missions giving is in accord with New Testament Christianity. Okay? All right. Uh, number five, three ways Christians participate in missions giving. Three ways Christians participate in missions giving. And we have uh, those three right there. And I think, I think these are accurate. The first way is carelessly. This involves giving anything and everything that comes along under the guise of missions. Just kind of haphazardly giving to missions. There are folks like this in every church. Okay? Then there's the second B, impulsively. And that is, this is to give only when you feel like it. When your emotions are stirred. When you are personally impressed. This happens 
as missionaries come through, amen, we see a burden and a need, and we, we try to always receive an offering for our missionaries that come, and I've seen that before where we had an offering, I think one time, uh, for a missionary that came through, and it was over $1,000 one night in our missions conference. And I thought as a pastor, oh my goodness, how about the missionaries that come afterwards, amen? Uh, but, you know, that's an impulsive type giving. Okay, I just say nothing totally wrong with that as long as you have C. Okay, we have carelessly, impulsively, systematically. This is setting a certain amount aside regularly, weekly, monthly, yearly. This is the scriptural way to give to missions. Okay, this allows churches to be able to form a missions budget, to be able to look at what's coming in. This is why we have on the card, uh, we have different areas of regularity. Please make sure to check either weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, or yearly. If we don't know, we assume it's yearly. <laughs> we never assume it's weekly, amen? Especially if you put $580, amen? We never assume that's weekly. We have to assume it's a yearly gift, amen? So uh, three ways. Let me give you these last. I got just a few minutes left. Let me give you... Four types of giving which pleases God. Okay? Four types of giving which pleases God. I'd like to go to these scriptures. We'll go to the ones in Corinthians. So we've got that one in Mark there, but uh, we'll go to the ones in, in Corinthians since we're already there. Okay. <clears throat> Four types of giving which, ple which please God. A, sacrificial. Sacrificial. I'm going to tell you something. You seniors... Again, I don't know what you give to missions, but I do know that your days of working are over. I do know that your income is fixed. Uh, contrary to what uh, they say about uh, cost of living increases and stuff, huh? it doesn't happen very much. And if it's supposed to be this, it's usually about this, amen? And I salute you in your giving, sacrificially. Amen. I salute you in your sacrificial giving. And that's 2 Corinthians 8.2. Look at it. It says there, that church, the churches of Macedonia, how then in great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. I did not have the privilege to know, brother and sister, Tuttle. I wish I did. From everything I hear from you, blessed veteran people, they were just precious people. But I do remember Brother Jim Jones saying to me that Brother Tuttle would come up to him with a $100 bill in his hand, folded up. We call that the Baptist handshake, amen. Now, I said that one time, Brother Hendershot, God bless him, I said, you know, it wouldn't hurt a missionary's feelings if you took a picture of dead presidents and put it in your hand and gave it to him. And so I said, it's green, it's got pictures of dead presidents. Brother Hendershot gave me a picture of Ronald Reagan on a big piece of green paper and said, here you go, Pastor. <laughs> it wasn't very nice, Terry, amen. <laughs> he knew what I meant, bless God, amen. <laughs> but when Brother... And Sister Tuttle passed away. They didn't have very much. But then again, nobody pulls a U-Haul behind a hearse anyway. 
but he left a bunch to the church and we gave a bunch to missionaries. Amen? Gave, used a bunch of that to help pave our parking lot. Used some of that to buy a bus. Amen? Say, <laughs> so what are you trying to say? Giving sacrificially always pleases God when it's a sacrifice. Hey, who's remembered? The widow and her, or the Pharisee and his thousands. Just the widow and her might. Amen. So sacrificial giving pleases God. Uh, we read this one there, uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and 7. Cheerful giving. Cheerful giving. Heard of the story about the man who came to his pastor and he was just struggling with giving. And I remember those days. I remember when, when I first started tithing and I only tithed off the net, Brother Wright, because that's all I got. Nobody deserved any more than what I got. I mean, 10% after Uncle Sam and Uncle FICA and Uncle SSI. Boy, you got a lot of uncles. Amen. Hallelujah. And then the Lord worked on my heart and said, do I get to be first? Yes. And the man came to his pastor and he said, Pastor, should I give if I give grudgingly? And the pastor said, absolutely. Then you'll only be guilty of one sin. You won't be guilty of robbing God. You'll just be guilty of giving grudgingly. Huh? You know what? I don't have to give. I get to give. That's what missions is all. I, literally, I, can, I think I can honestly say my favorite moment of the year in this church, outside of somebody getting saved, is when... At the end of next Sunday's service, the choir will come up and we will sing the value of one. Whether it be myself or Miss Marissa or Miss Lindsay that has the solo. And I begin to watch you precious people pour forward. And I see Brother Terry pushing Miss Betty. And I see Miss Carol Ann and her walker struggling to get to that globe. But cheerfully giving. I might just have a spell right now, amen. I'm telling you. That's the kind of giving God's pleased with. Cheerful giving. Sacrificial giving. Uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 2 says, Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him. That's regular giving. Regular giving. Okay? That pleases God. Regular giving. Just it, It's a way... I have messed up in so many areas of my life. I've lost so many rewards along the way. I'm glad that one day I'll be able to say, Lord willing, when God says, you know, you've been faithful in a few things, regular giving, just regular giving. Just praise God here. We have such people we can depend on coming in. Not only tithe, but missions as well. It comes in. And over the last year, it's just been coming in more and more, and more. D. So we have sacrificial giving, cheerful giving, regular giving, and then the last point this morning, prioritized giving. Prioritized giving. Say, so what, what do you mean, Pastor, prioritized giving? Well, let's go there to 2 Corinthians 8, 5. We started there in that passage. This is the kind of giving that I always wanted from my teenagers, Pastor Donald. This is the kind of giving that when I speak to my sons, 
And I mean this, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care if my children go into the ministry. And what I mean by that is I'm not going to call them into the ministry if God doesn't want them to be full-time in the ministry. You're all in the ministry. I tell them about people in our church, people that work hard all day and support their family and support this church and give to missions. I said, if that's what God wants you to do, then you do it. But it all starts with prioritized giving, and that is this. Verse 5, and this they did, not as we hoped. Paul's saying here, might he be hoping for a big offering? I don't know. But first, when? First, right? Gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Romans 12.1. I feel like I quote it over and over and over and over and over. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present yourselves a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Which is your reasonable service. That's the kind of giving that pleases God. Prioritize giving. Does, listen, does God want us to give of this? Absolutely. Like I say so many times, people say, you're always after my money. No more than the Chevy dealer. No more than the Sony dealer. No more than you fill in the blank, amen. But I learned this a long time ago. Once God got this, this was attached. Hmm? This was attached. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, it, it's sacrificial giving and cheerful giving and regular giving and prioritized giving that pleases God. Say, it's, it's all about giving, but it all starts with us giving our own selves. I encourage you this week. God, God should be able to call us to the mission field if he wants to. I think the reason why God is not calling more people is because our phone's off the hook. Yeah. Oh, he's calling. He's busy. Or oh, we're not answering. I'm going to encourage you this week. The truth is God is probably not going to send the majority of us to the mission field. Why? We send. But I want to encourage you this week at some point to find a place at the altar, to find a place in your pew and say, God, I'm surrendered to whatever you would have me to do. You know what that's doing? First giving your own selves. But I don't want my child on the mission field. Listen to me. Your child is safer on the mission field in the center of God's will than he would be here under your wing. If God, listen, we're going to do a dedication this morning. Little Esther's getting dedicated this morning. What a blessing that is. Amen. All of my children... Brother Bill, I dedicated them to God, and I know they're on loan. Amen. And if God wants to call them to the mission field, he can do that. And if he doesn't, he can do that too. He gets to be God. Let's permit him in our lives. Let's, let's, the Bible says give him place this week. Yeah. I know it's a long week. And you, you early shifters, I know you probably can't make it every night. But would you do me a favor? Would you do your best to try to be here and allow God to speak to your heart? Let's pray. Father.